Yes, indeed, there are more questions than answers. Like if I like Jesus, but he loves me, is that awkward? Hi, America. Hello, world. (laughs) My name is Adrian Lee, and I am your host. Welcome to the show, More Questions Than Answers, the only paranormal quiz show anywhere in the world. Each week, my guests and I will search the world's newspapers, websites, and TV shows just for you to bring you the very best in paranormal talk radio entertainment and enlightenment. We will then test each other's knowledge of the week's events of the mysterious, strange, supernatural, unusual, bizarre, and just plain weird. If you have just tuned in, especially to hear the show, then I admire your taste. If you have just tuned in by accident, then I admire your luck. I am huddled under my quilt with a large flashlight and a nice cup of tea with tonight's guests, somewhere in the barren wildernesses of the Midwest Plains, with the sound of my elderly mother snoring distantly from the room next door. So snuggle under your covers, turn out your light and hold on tight. The rules are very simple. Points will be awarded randomly for being interesting or for making me laugh and shiver in horror. Extra points will be available for shock and awe value. To help me control my rowdy panel of recidivists and reprobates, I will employ what I have called the inappropriate bell. An example of this would be... The panel have no idea what's coming, and I have no idea what stories they have for tonight's show. So let me introduce tonight's guests. Firstly... The mysterious and Vesson Heather Morris. She's been a paranormal investigator for many years, with her own team called Hellhound Investigations, and does all of her best work in the shadows. She is now one of the leading audio and EVP experts with the International Paranormal Society, and brings her knowledge and research skills to tonight's show. In her youth, Heather was in a band called The Prevention, because she hoped people would say she was better than the cure welcome to the show hello hello (laughs) i wish also to introduce that mad and crazy michelle corey michelle was born and raised in moira minnesota and has a keen and avid interest in all things paranormal michelle had her boobs measured this week (laughs) and bought a new bra she now calls them joe cocker and jennifer warns because now they're up where they belong. <laughs> oh, no. Love lift us up where we belong. Oh, the road is long. There are mountains <laughs> in our way. Series 2, episode 83. 83 is a broad-minded kind of a number. Willing to please, he will warm his hands before measuring you for a bra. 
83 <laughs> is the identifier ISBN number for books printed in Poland. You can always tell which one is the groom at a Polish wedding. He's the one with a clean bowling shirt. <laughs> the emoji 83 will represent eyes wide open if you text those numbers in that order. So that's an eight looking like big thick glasses. With a three behind it. Big thick glasses are cool. Wide-eyed. Nathan's glasses are so thick that when he looks at a map, he can see people waving at him. (laughs) He can see into the future with them. (gasps) He reads all seven Harry Potter books at the same time. (laughs) He can tell the sex of a baby before it's born just by staring hard. Go, Nathan. Go, Nathan. If he turns them around, he can see yesterday. When someone reaches 83, they can celebrate a second bar mitzvah in the Jewish faith with the logic that if the Torah says a normal lifespan is 70 years, then at 83 years old, it can be considered 13 in a second lifetime. Hmm. Celebrities that are 83 and could in fact have a bar mitzvah if they wish to include Michael Caine. You're only meant to blow the bloody doors off. Carol Burnett. (laughs) Joan Collins, Willie Nelson. I thought Willie Nelson was a wrestling hold. An unfortunate wrestling hold, no doubt, but a wrestling hold nevertheless. I always enjoy reading out the mailbag. I love all the posts, all the Facebook, all the email messages we get throughout the course of the week. Mark in Ohio posted this week, just started listening. Love this show. I look forward to working my way through the archives. And we have archives, of course, on SoundCloud. We have the last three years' worth of shows. If you go to soundcloud.com and search for MQTA Radio, you will find all of our shows. You can listen to them in the gym, whilst you're in the car, doing the housework, anything you wish, walking the dog even. We're also available on Stitcher, TuneIn Radio and iTunes. That's the last three years' worth of shows. And we are a week behind in our archives. We are, of course live on dark matter digital network at eight o'clock central time and that particular network does like to play our show during the course of the week so if you go to our archives you will be hearing last week's show cindy in minnesota has written thanks for the fun time again you know how to put on an awesome show and then some so many thanks to cindy jay in connecticut has posted 10 minutes into the new upload on soundcloud and my girlfriend has yelled at me for laughing out loud too many times (laughs) awesome he's also written my favorite line of all time you know you've had a wonderful night when you wake up in a wheelchair with a red ribbon tied around your testicles oh yeah (laughs) a measure of success for any night out i believe what a good yardstick to measure the success of a night out that was several shows ago if you recall such things bruce also added to that comment my neighbor complained on my deck in the evening sun wow i laughed so hard Yay. I love it. I'm so good in the bedroom. The neighbours smoke when I'm finished. (laughs) We have a Twitter account. You can go to Adrian underscore Lee. That's on my own, I might add. Adrian underscore Lee underscore tips is our Twitter account. We have 85,000 followers on there at the moment. Of course, we're on Dark Matter Digital Network at 8 p.m. 
every Friday night if you wish to join us on there. My latest book, which came out last week, is called Mysterious Midwest, Unwrapping Urban Legends and Ghostly Tales from the Dead. And that's currently available as an ebook. And many people have posted fabulous reviews on that particular book already. So thank you to those individuals. A solid physical copy of that book will be out very shortly in the next couple of weeks. Now, I've not done this for some time, but I'm going to read out the top 20 very quickly of all the countries that listened to our show just last week. So we're listened to in 190 countries, 100,000 listeners all over the world. Number one, the USA, like you'd expect, because we're broadcasting out of the USA. UK in second place. Mm-hmm. Canada in third. Australia, four. So hi to Tanya and Bruce and all of our friends in Australia. Japan comes in fifth. The Philippines, sixth. Singapore, seventh. So doing very well in the Far East. Germany. Have I mentioned how much I love the Germans? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Number nine is Guernsey, which is one of the small <gasps> Channel Islands between France and England. It. So apparently more people listen in Guernsey than Thailand, Yay, apparently. Guernsey. Thailand is in 10th place. Just running through the rest quickly up to 20. Pakistan, 11. France, Ireland, Holland, Brazil, Chile, Sweden, Serbia, and at number 20 this week, Saudi Arabia. But there are another 180 countries I could read out for that as well. That's just a joy, isn't Amazing. it? Amazing. Yeah. Bringing laughter and happiness to people all around <laughs> the world. Now, last weekend, I did a talk in Minneapolis. Mm-hmm. I spoke in front of MUFON. That's the Mutual UFO Network. They're a worldwide global organization very well respected they have a branch of that organization in minnesota i spoke did a lecture for mufon on ufos in renaissance art yes as you know my background originally is in art history i lectured art history i studied art history to the highest levels i found in early renaissance art ufos and i do a lecture on why they're there and how that came about but i want to thank everyone at mufon everyone up there kathy and tom and everyone who made me feel very welcome up there in Minneapolis, they filmed that lecture. If that sounds like a fun and interesting lecture, that was filmed. And I believe at some point in the near future, that's either going to be on PBS and then they're going to have their own MUFON YouTube site. So when that goes up there and people want to see my lecture on UFOs in Renaissance art, that will be available for people shortly. And I will mention that when that comes along. Also, I met a charming man. His name was Brian. He was from Manchester. In one fell swoop, I shook his hand and went from being unique to common. Just like that. <laughs> yep. Disappointed. Every time I meet a Brit, I think I'm unique. I get lots of jobs through my accent and being British. And then another one comes along. It's very disappointing. <laughs> but I say hi, hi to Brian. Now, last week, we had an interesting interlude where we drank, if you recall. So Well, we drank it. I think Ew. Michelle had most of it come up through her nose eventually. <sighs> We went to the largest candy store in Jordan. We did. On Highway 169. Yep. Just to the left of Minneapolis. Mm-hmm. In the middle of the Midwest. It's the largest candy store, allegedly, in the Midwest. Okay. We drank on air last week. Terrible things. Terrible, oh. terrible things. I'd have preferred to have drank gasoline and bleach, to be perfectly honest with you. <laughs> yep. And the end result of that would have been pretty similar, I believe. I think you're right. We drank ranch-flavoured dressing in a soda bottle yes heather said it tasted like someone had put a small packet of ranch dressing into some carbonated fizzy water and shook the whole thing up yep 
Yeah, I read your fortune in that murky. <laughs> we drank that murky liquid. Yeah. Added to that distress. Yes. And if people get a chance to listen to last week's episode, I would recommend it. Oh. <laughs> we also drank a soda. Yeah. That was called Buffalo Wild Wings. Good yeah. combination in theory. Yeah. Mixing ranch soda with Buffalo Wild Wings soda. And we a got these sodas. Soda. Buffalo. It yeah. was a spicy. Yeah. So we bought those two sodas yeah. at the candy store yeah. in Jordan. Mm-hmm. Now, we've been busy again. We've been shopping again. Oh, sweet Jesus. Sat in front of me. <laughs> there is a bucket. And it has written on the side oh, of that bucket. Can I have the bucket? Atomic fire. <laughs> Atomic fire. Cotton candy. Yay. Now, in Britain, I would call this candy floss. For all our British listeners following up in second place on our chart, this is candy floss. Now, atomic fire, cotton candy. I shall prize off the lid. We will hear this. Listen. That's the lid coming off. I think the best thing to do is to pass this around. And take oh, a by good all chunk. Means. And you take a large chunk of atomic fire cotton candy. How bad could it be? Take a big... Big wad of that, Michelle. Oh my! Bit of a wad. Does it not look oh, like? It looks Michelle's, like the insulation. It looks like it's, it looks it, like insulation. You'd put in an attic it, or a loft. It has that fiberglass insulation look to it. Mm-hmm. I will take a small amount. Nathan is sat to my right here. He's not going to go without that. So we'll take it in turns. Miss Morris, the atomic fire. Okay. Cotton candy. Everything you'd want when you're at the cinema with your popcorn and your Coca-Cola. So far, so good. I'm not seeing yeah. any faces being pulled. Is it doesn't it taste like nothing. Doesn't taste like nothing. Doesn't Wait, taste. Hang I'm on. I'm down with that. Oh, it's coming. It's coming back to you. It, it bites you a little bit, but it's not bad. Oh, how disappointing. I, Michelle. It is a little bit disappointing. Atomic fire cotton candy. It's not as bad as you think, Michelle. Candy floss. Oh, my. <laughs> you have got a very delicate disposition, though, haven't you? I have a hair trigger gag reflex. Excellent. Is that, oh, me- is that, that, is that mentioned on it's Tinder? It's not that bad. <laughs> it's not, not that, that bad. bad. I'm going to go for it. It's very sweet. Yeah. It doesn't taste of... There is some heat in there. I told you. Okay. It's got a little wang yeah, to I it, could, but... Yeah, I could finish that off. Yeah, yeah, that's not too bad. Here, more sugar, can I? Mm, certainly. You need as much sugar as you can get on board, of course. I'm going to put it in my coffee. Perfect. Everyone's happy. Mm-hmm. Atomic fire, cotton Thank candy. You. We're giving this the thumbs up, are we? Yep, oh, it's all right. I get, it's thanks. sweet. And it's hot. Just like Heather. Just like me. <laughs> yes. There must be a joke in there somewhere about a bucket, do but it. no, I'm not going to know. Okay, we have a radio show on the paranormal. This is the round that is ghosts and hauntings. Everyone is starting on zero. A preservation team working on a haunted mansion boarded up for almost a century have discovered a bizarre secret room in the building Mm. the creepy 160 room winchester mystery house in california dubbed the world's strangest home was boarded up after its owner sarah winchester died in 1922 it boasts hidden passages strange twisting hallways that lead to dead ends false floors and even a seance room that sounds like the st james hotel in red wing that oh, place yeah. is That has corridors that don't go anywhere and doors mm-hmm. that appear halfway up the wall. And didn't the manager say yes. he's worked there for the last 10 years <laughs> and he keeps finding rooms he didn't know existed? Yes, that's true. He opened a door and there was a brick wall behind it. I find that very odd. <laughs> it has 10,000 windows, 2,000 doors and 47 fireplaces. That's constant employment for a window cleaner or a chimney sweep. 
Visitors to the building claim to have heard footsteps and the sound of otherworldly breathing in the house. Now, according to ABC7, a team tasked with restoring the building have discovered a hidden room in the attic. Sarah Winchester is thought to have boarded up the room after becoming trapped in it during an earthquake in 1906. She later blamed the natural disaster on evil spirits. Winchester had moved into the house following the deaths of her baby daughter Annie from the childhood disease Marasmus. I thought Marasmus was having crossed eyes. I looked this up. It means malnutrition. This is malnutrition. Not sure how that's a disease to be fair. Because it's just a lack of food, ultimately. It's sad. And husband William, a businessman who owed his fortune to the infamous Winchester rifle, who died of tuberculosis. She believed her family may have been cursed by the spirits of those the Winchester gun killed. So Sarah consulted a medium who reportedly told her to build a home for the spirits. But she never hired architects, leading to the property's bizarre layout. The house is now open to tourists for ghost tours if you go on a ghost investigation there i'd take a mars bar as a trigger object that story is available (laughs) on our facebook site if you go to more questions and answers with adrian lee on facebook you will see all of tonight's stories and much much more including all of the posts and all of the funny comments that accompany the show i should give myself two points for being informative and interesting miss morris Ye of Atomic Fire, Cotton Candy, Hot and Sweet. What have you got for me tonight in the round of Ghosts and Hauntings? I'm in Minnesota and I'm in Minneapolis. Wow, not a million miles away from us. I know. A North St. Paul man has been arrested after a bullet he allegedly intended to take out a zombie ended up nearly striking a man asleep in his home. He went to shoot a zombie. He went to shoot a zombie. <laughs> and very randomly. As you would. Nearly shot a guy <laughs> who happened to be sleeping yep. in his home. Yep. What did he do? Leave the front door open? I have no idea. So he didn't get the zombie. <laughs> no. Oh, bizarre. The zombie got away. How do you kill somebody that's already dead? I don't know. Well, I'll tell you, actually. Oh, there we go. See, I'm asking all the pertinent questions. According to the criminal complaint, the incident happened near the intersection of Memory Lane and Corn Place East. Police were summoned there at about 5 a.m. Saturday and were told by the resident he was awakened by a gunshot and the sound of glass breaking in his room. Investigators (laughs) determined the bullet had entered through a window, ricocheted near the head of the man's bed, and struck a second wall. All the way home. (laughs) (laughs) Just outside the residence, police noted 24-year-old Ryan Matthew Stanislaw walking with an AR-15 rifle (gasps) slung over his neck. Very casual. Mm -hmm. As you do, as you do. It it is Minneapolis. (laughs) (laughs) I'm out here making sure the neighborhood is safe, he told officers, allegedly smelling of alcohol. I didn't see the cop, so I figured I'd do something. Yeah. Because he saw that creepy zombie Zombie. running. So Stanislaw told police he was shooting at a zombie up the road. Shot him where? Up the road. Up the road. (laughs) It's better than being caught in the alley. His rifle was taken. It had green-tipped Harnady .223 caliber bullets which are marketed as zombie-killing bullets. Each round is loaded with a special neon green polymer-tipped Z-Max bullet that delivers devastating expansion and was specifically designed for zombie elimination. Yeah. Did you know they made these Devastating expansion. Yes, I know. I have those in my bunker. 
Oh, good, good. You never know <laughs> when the impending zombie apocalypse will begin. So make sure you're prepared with extra magazines and bug out bags stuffed full of these effective zombie specific ammunitions. What happened to the good old days when you used to use farming implements and the things you like could find in your... forks and a torches scythe and stuff. works perfectly well. Yeah. I'd want to be more interactive. If I was taking out zombies, I'd want a bit more interaction. Like a machete. Be, yeah, I don't want to be standing a mile away watching their heads explode like watermelons. I want to be in amongst it with a really sharp hoe. But you could get bitten. A sharp hoe. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> She was a little sarcastic, to be fair. <laughs> the complaint says that Stanislaw's mother claimed he had no history of mental illness. With whom he lives? In the basement. Yep. He had been convicted of making terroristic threats in Ramsey County just last month, though. So there he is out zombie oh, killing with give him a gun. bullets. I shall give you points for being informative <laughs> and somewhat funny. Emotional Celine Dion claims that the ghost of her husband is with her daily as she celebrated performing 1,000 shows at the Coliseum at Caesars Palace on Saturday night. At times teary-eyed, award-winning vocalist Celine reflected on healing with her three sons over a continued grief over the loss of husband René in January. She revealed that her sons finally feel more settled returning to the Las Vegas home where their father died and that she feels her husband's spirit at her side. The 48-year-old revealed that she is more at ease with losing mentor, manager and partner ready thanks to visiting her mother in Canada this summer. Celine laughed and was often overwhelmed during a breathtaking 90-minute show which saw her get at least eight standing ovations. The show cemented her position as the entertainment queen of the Las Vegas Strip. Looking unsettled, Celine opened the show telling the sellout crowd, my wonderful dear husband is here tonight with us, I am so sure. Celine said that Rennie felt she could change the landscape of Las Vegas with the show, and she has. Yes, I'm sure the Osmonds and Wayne Newton are now selling less tickets. Then clearly moved by talking about Rennie, who died from cancer, she admitted, I am not sure how to start. This place has been my home for pretty much most of my life, and now you reach a moment, a number, an event, or a loss, and you hold your microphone too tight. Or trip on your dress. Thank you, Rennie, who had the vision and shared the journey with me. Thank you for the 4 million fans who made this possible by choosing music as their international language. And thank you, Caesars Palace and AAG, for dreaming with us, making all this a reality. Celine will now continue her run with the show from November the 1st, 2016, through to February, and then from April through to June 2016 and 17 if you wish to see that interview in full you need to go to our facebook site more questions than answers with adrian lee michelle what have you got for me tonight in the round of ghosts and hauntings ghost hunter captures clearest photo yet of notorious poltergeist dubbed the black monk of pontefract there's always a monk isn't there a yes. woman in white and gray there's monks in black it's fabulous i love it this time of the year is a joy isn't it mm -hmm. you're seeing all these wonderful ghosts and creepy ghouls wandering around a ghost hunter claims she has captured the clearest photo yet of the notoriously violent poltergeist known as a black monk of pontefract 
Why would a monk be violent? Surely monks are meant to be pacifists. They're meant to be men of God. I find that very odd. I think he probably got persecuted. There he is. He's angry at the world. He's Mm -hmm. frustrated. He's got an angst. He sits in the basement playing Xbox games. He hasn't got a job, hasn't got a girlfriend. He's got frustrations. He's going to go outside with expansion-tipped bullets and make a statement. And he always seemed such a nice guy. He was so good with the kids. He was good with the dog. Fabulous. Paranormal investigator Claire Cowell believes she has taken a chilling image showing the arm of the eerie figure in a monk's robe clutching rosary beads. She was inside the former home of the Pritchard family at 30 East Drive in Pontefract, West Yorkshire, the site of Europe's most notorious and powerful alleged hauntings. The family said they were subjected to years of torment by the so-called Black Monk of Pontefract, who is still said to haunt the building. Mama Four Claire, a researcher for the East Drive Paranormal Group, says her photo is the most definitive proof she and fellow ghost hunters have ever seen of the ghoul. I love that word. It's great, isn't it? <laughs> ghoul. You have to say it in a very Vincent Price kind of ghoul. I like Vincent Price. I'm not knocking the guy. I think he's great. It reminds me of goulash. Mm. Goulash. <laughs> I'm sure every Hungarian listening to this show, and they come in at number 32, I might add. <laughs> That's all they eat. I must tell you a very quick story. Oh, I went no. to Hungary as soon as the Berlin Wall came down. So back in 1990, it was still a very kind of Eastern Bloc type country. The Russians had just left. I arrived. In Budapest, the capital of Hungary, there's nothing to eat. I was hungry because it's an (laughs) Eastern Bloc country. They didn't have McDonald's. They didn't have restaurants. There was nowhere to eat. It wasn't set up for people to go out and buy food. I mean, the supermarket had one turnip on the shelf and a line, you know, the length of Liechtenstein almost. There was nowhere to eat. Me and my mate walked around back in the day, Budapest, for two hours looking for something to eat. Finally. Like a scene from Oliver Twist, there's a big glass window and we peer through the window. There's food being laid out on tables, people sitting down in a restaurant-type surrounding, being served food. We wandered in, we sat down, goulash was on the menu, it came forward, we ate, everything was great, we was enjoying ourselves, we were eating. They were dancing, singing, I'm thinking, well, these Hungarians are amazing people. You know, they're really letting their hair down. They're singing, dancing, everyone's clapping. And then the bride and groom stood up to give a speech. (laughs) That's great. It's a joy, isn't it? Do continue, Michelle. I apologize to that couple for eating their food and not paying. (laughs) The 44-year-old from Pontefract said, I have been in 30 East Drive a few times, and this particular night, the equipment had been active. We had seen marbles being thrown, and we kept hearing taps and bangs. It was the end of the night, about 11 p.m., and most of the team had already left. There was only me and two other team members left, and we were packing up. The other two were in the living room, and I went to the kitchen to get a drink. But as I did, I heard a tap in the hallway at the bottom of the stairs. He went to get a drink and heard a tap. (laughs) 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 Great. Good one. I thought maybe it could be another marble. Another marble. They're throwing marbles at Mm -hmm. him as trigger. I think the Mars bar. Why don't they use the language of God? I would have tried to read out some Latin. You know, Latin is the language of God, you know? So, you know, when you pray in Latin, that's right. I would have tried. I'd have got some Latin phrases written down off of the internet, translate this into Latin, and I would have seen if that would have been used as a trigger. I would have seen if they would have used Latin in that. 
in the yeah. same way that when we've got into buildings in this country, we went into a, a church to do an investigation and it was Norwegian. One of the funniest things I've ever witnessed is members of my team from all over the Midwest, guys from Wisconsin, trying to pronounce Norwegian words. Fabulous. Good entertainment. <laughs> Fantastic night out. But most of us are Scandinavian. That's the... I know. <laughs> this is right. You would think so, wouldn't you? You would believe that to be the case. But no, <laughs> apparently no one can speak Norwegian. And the trouble is, they would give you answers back in Norwegian, the ghost. And of course, none of us would know what it meant. So it's all very well asking, you know, is anyone there in Norwegian? But outside of ya, it's not going to happen, isn't it? Did you pick up what he just said? No idea. Couldn't tell you. Just saying, Aww. it would have been useful to have had a Norwegian translator there. I'm sure there's apps on phones now where you could hear the ghost talking in Norwegian and it's translated as it comes out, get out. <laughs> oh, I wonder what that meant. Just saying. So with only the kitchen light on behind me, I took a photo, but I couldn't see anything. I was unaware of what I'd captured until I went back into the living room to tell the team. The arm you can see in the photo is not a solid form. It looks like mist and is very strange, but you can see the sleeve of a robe hanging down. It's a ghostly arm. Oh, yes. There is something which looks like rosary beads in his hand dangling down. It really is the only solid picture we have ever really caught of the monk up until now. When we realized what it was in the picture, I wasn't scared. I was more shocked, impressed, and intrigued. Everyone has been dying to see what this monk actually looks like. I have never seen such a solid, clear picture as that and may never get something like that again. I just happen to be in the right place at the right time. It's so exciting! I just can't hide it. <laughs> I'm about to lose control. If you want to lose control, you can look at our Facebook site. More questions and answers with Adrian Lee where you can find the ghostly picture of the monk's arm holding his rosary beads very tightly apparently wow that's very specific miss morris yes what have you got for me now in the round of ghosts and hauntings and by jolly you need the points jason Aslin was taking in the fall foliage with a friend in michigan's upper peninsula when they stopped and looked at lake superior to photograph a gorgeous rainbow things got a bit spooky from there we were looking at the rainbow and noticed the object I zoomed in and still couldn't understand what I was seeing. It's a pot of gold. Everyone knows that. No. And judging by the comments in Aslan's YouTube video, neither can anyone else. People are calling it a ghost ship, a mirage, and an optical illusion. But the consensus is the same. No one can really explain it at all. It looks, I've seen this photograph, it looks like an oil rig. But they don't have oil rigs That's right. on Lake That's Superior. Right. Yep. Aslan guesses that the object was about two miles to the right of the rainbow, and it's clear that it was stealing the rainbow's show. I've been there before and never saw it before. Aslan contends that he wasn't scared, just confused. His friend agreed they were seeing something inexplicable. He too felt it was strange and a great experience out of this world, said Aslan. They watched it for a while, but as the sun began to set, their focus shifted, giving the ship the perfect chance to quickly sail away into the distance. When I looked back, there was nothing, and Gone. it had disappeared. 
regardless of what the object actually was, it's fun to imagine a crew of very friendly pirates showing off just in time for Halloween. Was there many pirates on Lake Superior? I don't know, was there? <laughs> no, I don't think there was. <laughs> oh. Not scared, just Arr. confused. Sounds like your dates at Dairy Queen. <laughs> what? <laughs> I have written about the ghost ships on Lake Superior. If you buy my book, Mysterious Minnesota, digging up the ghosty past. I'm broke. 13 haunted sites. I may lend you a copy to read. <laughs> there is a chapter on investigations we did at the SS William Irving back in the day. And I talk about the ghost ships on Lake Superior. Lake Superior never gives up its dead. Because when a ship goes down, the water's so cold that the bubbles, the gases in the rotting corpses don't bring the bodies to the surface because it's so cold down there. Isn't that a joy? That's not joyous. I have one. It is on Halloween. I have one final story in the round of Ghosts and Haunties, but it's a fantastic segue Excellent. into UFOs and cryptozoology, which means I'm going to get double the points. Oh, no. A paranormal expert was left terrified after photographing what he believes was a blood-sucking alien that landed in Britain. Ghost hunter John Mooner says he had his closest encounter yet with an extraterrestrial after coming face-to-face with a non-human species. He said he attempted to flee, but ended up coughing up blood, which oh, he blames God. on the otherworldly invader. John of Newton Abbott Devon described the spooky being as sporting classic-looking black eyes and an indefinite shape. But rather than coming in peace, the grumpy creature fixed him with a stare and started floating around. I'm getting all the actions here in the background. <laughs> I wish we had a camera on this. <laughs> Michelle and Heather, what are you doing? Down in Tokyo. (laughs) Unbelievable. I thought you were doing the kind of Scooby-Doo ghost stumble, the zombie stumble, like when you come out of Taco Bell after the all-you-can-eat buffet. Yes, I can tell you're doing very rude gestures and trying to put me off. John said the faces she's pulling. Unbelievable. The wind will change and you'll stay like that, like Michelle's done. John said the incident was final proof he had been seeking for, that aliens were alive and well and on Earth and were living in Devon. (laughs) Poor buggers. What if they would have wanted to have studied electricity and indoor plumbing? He said, I am doing some paranormal investigations looking for anything out of the ordinary. And I just walked around the woods when I saw someone standing there in the park. It was as I got closer, I suddenly realized it was not a man. I had the shock of my life. It was a grey alien. Makes a change from seeing a clown in the woods this week, doesn't it? (laughs) The grey alien was just standing there, blocking the way as I was heading. I fumbled around with my pocket camera and quickly took a photograph before the AA batteries fell out of the camera compartment. I'm getting this narrated. They're doing all the actions. Batteries falling out of cameras, people taking photographs. There was no time to pick up the batteries, so I decided to take off all my clothes. <laughs> Love lift us up where we belong. The road 
is long. There was no time to pick up the batteries to take another photograph as the grey alien was now looking right at me. It had the classic looking black eye, which freaked me right out. The grey alien then started floating in my direction. I jumped back in fright and quickly turned around and started running the hell out of the woods. Lots of running around the studio. It's like having a kindergarten. No one's leaving this studio until those crowns are found. Michelle, take that pencil out of your ear. Oh, Heather's wet herself. John said he ran for miles before he started. And I ran. <laughs> it's the candy. Just blame it on the candy. Lessons have been learned. There will be no more cotton candy. He ran for miles before un- uncontrollably coughing up blood. Oh, I can't do that right now. That's called being unfit, mate. Nothing like a potential anal probing will get you fit and running. This is where we are. What a fantastic segue. There's a bit more. Luckily for science and humankind, he managed to take a picture. John, who describes himself as the chief photographer for World UFO Photos, has taken several pictures over the years but was using a camera that still took double-A batteries, would you believe? Amazing. Yep, apparently found it when it was left on the table at a wedding. If people Uh, wish to see the photograph of the grey, black-eyed alien accosting people in the woods as he was coughing up blood, you're welcome to do so on our Facebook site. More questions and answers with Adrian Lee. That is a fantastic segue into our next round. That is green men and hairy beasties. It's UFOs and cryptozoology. Miss Morris, what have you got for me? The round of UFOs and cryptozoology. I'm going to Oklahoma. Where the wind blows quickly down her mane. (laughs) Her billowing squatch hair. This UFO was seen this week over Oklahoma and was caught on a trail cam. The UFO is in the distance and then sitting upside down on a wheelbarrow. What? It's a gnome. It's a gnome. Did he have a fishing rod and a pointy hat? And it's seen as a black object that looks like a person in a black space suit is in it. (laughs) A black space suit. Yeah. On a wheelbarrow. Yeah. Upside down wheelbarrow and... Yeah, I have no idea. They're confused down there. It looks like aliens are taking notice of Guthrie, who was the one that reported it. Um, And for them to leave the ship means that there's some important research to be done there in Guthrie, Oklahoma. Damn straight. Yeah, Uh, we've got to do an essay on wheelbarrows. Yes. Also, for each person to use a suit or a black space suit, it tells us that their body cannot survive on Earth in our normal conditions. Quote Scott C. Wearing. Atmospherically controlled outfits. Yes. Mm -hmm. Black. There's not been much of that about recently, actually. Back in the 50s and 60s, the nuts and bolts ufology, there was saucers landing. They were metal objects. Farmers were throwing stones at them that would bounce off. Aliens would appear with climate-controlled spacesuits and helmets and everything else. Nothing. Not a thing. If you go onto a MUFON site now, the top 10 UFO sightings during any week are coloured lights. Lights... This one shaped I know, this is really unusual. UFologists say to me, we want to study the nuts and bolts UFOlogy. We don't want to go into the world of the paranormal. We don't want to think about the idea that if you think you want to be somewhere you are, we want to study machines, vehicles, the nuts and bolts. We don't want to muddy 
ufology with thinking about sasquatch or paranormal or aliens and i'm thinking well there's not been a nuts and bolts ufo sighting mm-hmm. for 20 30 years so what you're basically telling me is you're going over old case studies from the 1950s and 60s Pretty much. going backwards i tell you ufology going backwards well an eyewitness states attached our pictures taken on a moultrie trail camera the wind had been blowing and the camera took lots of pictures i was deleting pictures when this human form caught my eye this object is less than 200 feet from our house we have nothing that would look like this and nothing in the back He's got I'm, nothing that looks like a black spaceman riding on the back of a wheelbarrow. I'm yeah, amazed. something like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've got a garden full of that stuff. Well, first it shows it's there, and then seconds later it shows it's gone. Also, they attached a picture of an item in the sky too big to be a bird and not the shape of anything I have ever seen. The object was taken about seven hours after the first one here again there and gone in about the same minute so these pictures were taken on the 3rd of october 2016 so it's fairly recent and yes, not seeing seen... this is the news of the week that would help oh no i've been given mother's finger oh no i'm gonna get oh gone done <laughs> <laughs> Michelle, what have you got for me tonight in the round of UFOs and cryptozoology? And if you can keep it to at least the last month, that'll be great. I'll try. Brian Cox says humans won't make contacts with aliens and gives a very specific reason why not. Because they're riding wheelbarrows? Well, that's part of it. And it's difficult to see black spacemen at night. Yeah. The reason humans haven't been able to contact aliens yet is that they're already extinct, at least according to Professor Brian Cox. Wow. Yeah. The Wonders of the Universe presenter explained that scientific advancements often outpace the regulations controlling them, leading to destruction. It may be that the growth of science and engineering inevitably outstrips the development of political expertise, leading to disaster, he told the Sunday Times. Worryingly, Brian reckons that we're not far off the same fate ourselves. We could be approaching that position, he added. The idea was first theorized by Enrico Fermi, the physicist who built the first nuclear reactor. In 1950, Fermi wondered why we hadn't seen any other aliens yet. His idea was that even with primitive rockets, Aliens could colonize the galaxy in 10 million years or so. So where's E.T.? One solution to the Fermi paradox is that it is not possible to run a world that has the power to destroy itself and that needs global collaborative solutions to prevent that, Cox told the Sunday paper. I would agree Mm -hmm. that we've already, he mentioned that the technology outstrips the political thinking, but that already happened in the First World War. The thinking Good politically point. at that time was ridiculous. They had no clue. And yet we had aeroplanes dropping bombs, poisonous gas, tanks, machine guns, flamethrowers. And we were doing cavalry charges with our sabers out into all of that. It's ridiculous. It didn't wipe out the entire planet, but you can see how that could happen. There's moments in history where you could say that's actually taken place with the loss of 60 million lives. Mm -hmm. It didn't wipe the entire planet out, but it took out a large percentage of the population. And now we've advanced with technologies to such a degree that we could wipe out the entire population. But our thinking isn't any more advanced, is it? You only have to look at the candidates for the next election to see that's the case. Either one, regardless of what political party you are. Everything's a poor choice. 
As shall continue in the round of UFOs and cryptozoology, emails leaked by WikiLeaks reveal Hillary Clinton and her campaign chairman met with astronaut Edgar Mitchell to discuss extraterrestrials, but neither of the candidates were asked about their thoughts on extraterrestrial life. Now it appears that Secretary Clinton had secret meetings with a former NASA astronaut to discuss alien intelligence. Do you think she'd be able to recognise intelligence? I'm just saying. An email released on Friday by WikiLeaks reveals that Clinton, along with her campaign chairman, John Podesta, met with Edgar Mitchell, a member of the Apollo 14 mission and the sixth man to walk on the moon. That's so rare, isn't it? Wow. An email from Clinton that wasn't deleted. (laughs) I thank you. I thank you. Satire as we live and breathe on MQTA. Just experimenting, ladies and gentlemen. Following this time on the moon, Mitchell argued for the full disclosure on extraterrestrial intelligence. We're arguably closer than ever to war in space. Most satellites orbiting Earth belong to the US, China and Russia. And recent tests of anti-satellite weapons don't exactly ease the scare factor. Mitchell wrote in an email to Podesta. It sounds like science fiction, but the potential for real life Star Wars is real enough. Take a moment to think about everything satellites do. GPS, surveillance and communications all depend on them. And the scientific American notes you can disable satellites without missiles. Simply spray painting lenses or breaking antennae is enough. The astronaut had been outspoken about his belief in aliens ever since he landed on the surface of the moon, becoming one of the most prominent figures in the worldwide UFO community. He died earlier this year in February, responding to a question about UFOs from journalist Damon Steer. While campaigning in New Hampshire, she reportedly said, yes, I'm going to get to the bottom of it. Always a sore point in alien studies, isn't it, when you say you're going to get to the bottom of it. Edgar Mitchell, of course, very famous for doing an experiment on ESP while he was on that particular mission. Without NASA knowing this, he did a secret experiment with some of his friends that he was going to think of some shapes and pictures and the people back on Earth were going to draw them. And he did his own ESP experiments without NASA knowing. Very interesting gentleman. Unfortunately died in the... I think he was in his mid-80s. I think he was 85, if my memory serves me right. But he passed away, unfortunately, in February. That brings to the end the round that is UFOs and crypto zoology. We now move into the final round tonight. The round that is strange and the bizarre. It's the stories from around the world that are too strange. Yay. Too bizarre. Yay. Not to read out, but don't fit easily into any other category. Heather, what have you got for me tonight in the round of the strange and the bizarre and you are on six points and currently a nudging into the lead all to play for i got something excitement for you. is mounting i got something for you that should make you very happy it's going to be a dig at me in some shape or form it's either no. going to be telling 190 countries that i've got a small willy no. or it's going to be a dig at britain something racist no. none of those things Mm-mm. this is remarkable nope Actually, do you like sausage? I love sausage. I can't get enough of it. Summer sausage, especially. Sausages containing natural Viagra go on sale. You can get a sausage. Yes. That contains natural Viagra. Yep, it's up and coming. Up and coming. (laughs) So a plate of sausage and egg is going to get you pregnant. Oh, yes, yes. I'm on fire. I love this show. Have I mentioned this? I love this show. Atomic fire. 
if you ever thought Viagra and sausages would be a good mix. I always thought that. Uh, yeah. From day one, I thought, what a good combination. Well, today is your lucky day. Hot dog. Yes. No, sausage. The biza- Hot buns. <laughs> <laughs> the biz- Slightly different meaning. The bizarre food contains pork. Sorry, Nathan. Alongside red Chinese and Siberian ginseng, arginine, and horny goat weed. Horny goat weed. Yes. Okay. Oh, blimey. It was dolphins last week. She's got a whole repertoire, isn't she? All of the extra ingredients are said to aid with the issue of erectile dysfunction. And this is all in a sausage. All in the sausage, just for you. But why have these... (laughs) What do you mean, just for me? (laughs) Granted, I don't use it very often, but it's nice to know it's there. And it's nice to know it works. But why have these... Do you know, not more than a minute ago, I said you're nudging into the lead, you need to be careful. Followed up by the sentence, this will be having a go at me in some shape or form. Yes, but you said two very distinct things, and this did not reflect either Either of them. them. (laughs) That's right. Other than my plumbing doesn't work. Well, no, this is just to help. It's It's going to help. Okay. It's going to fortify it. It's a nudge. Yeah, it's going to fortify it. In the right direction. That's right. It's going to solidify Okay. <laughs> I'm glad we got something solid to work with. There you go. They are the invention of Matt O'Connor from Fathers for Justice. Fathers for Justice. Yes. He's invented this, is he? Yeah, he believes the sausages can help raise awareness <laughs> of serious. Oh, I'm really issues. I'm really very aware at the moment. I think you should be on your lookout. I'm very... Awareness I has been raised. Out. Yeah, no, no, thank you. Well, actually, he said that this can include suicide, low testosterone, and depression, which is why he wants to give them Viagra sausages. To, to improve help, yes, so their state of mind. Pretty much, yes. Mm-hmm. His idea was to Does it come in- with onions? Oh. <sighs> His idea was to put into motion by British butchers the butchery Based in Forest Hill, London. Do you know where that's at? Yeah, that's not a place you'd leave your car parked for very long. <laughs> Just saying. Well, now they have them up for sale. Great. As a father of three boys, I am deeply concerned about the public health and emergency facing men. I didn't know it was an emergency. I really I, didn't. Emergency is a bit of a well, stretch. sometimes, you know. Well, it's not a stretch at all, unfortunately, <laughs> is it? I'm sure there's times, Michelle, when that's been an emergency for you. I'd lay money on it. I hope our sausages really? will give people food for thought and help men break the wall of silence around their issues. So you could, instead of being embarrassed and going to the pharmacy, you, you could, could nip say- out to the butchers, get half a pound of sausages and... Uh, yeah. You're up and running. And have a little, how's your father? Everyone's happy. Yeah, that's All's right. good in the world. That's right. Michelle, what have you got for me tonight in the round of the strange and the bizarre? Ronald McDonald is keeping a lower profile these days. I he's, bet. He's not <laughs> selling sausages, is he? Why has McDonald's never sold a hot dog? That's what I want to know. Burger King does Where's now. Where's the McHot dog? That the, the McDog? The McDog. Sonic does hot dogs but i'm not quite sure what sonic sells anyway to be i haven't honest. i haven't seen the ad for the black buns yet either oh. is it possible that burger king isn't producing the black bund 
Halloween theme. My guess is no. Whopper. Well, I'm not surprised after last year. It turned everyone's <laughs> defecation bright green. Uh. You could go and do it in a field and aeroplanes were landing thinking it was a flight path lit up. <laughs> you could get 10 of your mates to do it in a line and an aeroplane would land 10 minutes later. I guarantee it. You think of strange things. It's yeah. true. We had people riding in. He looked like Kermit the Frog and all his family had gone to the swimming pool for the day out. <laughs> I've never seen such bright colours. We got cursed. We got cursed a lot. Something happened lot. downstairs. <laughs> there was people going to the doctors all over the country thinking some strange infection had occurred. McDonald said Ronald McDonald is keeping a low profile with reports of creepy clown sightings on the rise. That just scares the crap out of me. Who, Ronald McDonald? Well, all those clowns. The clowns. That is very odd. That's happening all over Britain. I blame America for starting this. Really? Yeah. Every every idiot in Britain's now wandering around. The great thing about this story, and I read this today, is there are now people dressed up as Batman I was gonna who are now going yep. out yep. after clowns. clowns. <laughs> That's amazing. Why, it's so serious. Let me <laughs> put a smile Joker. on that face. That's yes, that's Joker. part of Batman. Okay, I'll do a Batman impression. Fantastic. <laughs> Look at that. Perfect. And Batman. Lucy, she did it. She's mm. got them all in her repertoire. It's the quiet mm. ones you've got to watch, isn't it? It's all those cigarettes she smokes. <laughs> McDonald's Corporation said Tuesday that it is being thoughtful in respect to Ronald McDonald's participation in community events as a result of the current climate around clown sightings in communities. He's more, they're more worried he's going to be shot by someone oh, yeah. dressed yes, up definitely, as Batman. Definitely. Ronald McDonald shot between the eyes by Batman. There's a headline. Or accosted by the Hamburglar. Oh, no. Ooh. Forgotten about him. He yeah. got laid out to pasture, didn't or he? Or the Grimace. Yeah, the Grimace. Yes, I remember eating that Halloween burger. There was a lot of grimacing taking place. (laughs) Dead man's grip, I think you call it over here. Would you like a Halloween sausage? I'm good, thank you. (laughs) Trick or treat. Oh, my. I'm hoping for the treat. What am I doing here? What is this? I wanted a straight, fantastic, educational, intellectual, cerebral, paranormal radio show. You're in the wrong room. I know. I don't know how things have evolved into this. This started out seriously. Now people are writing in and saying we're funny. Stop it, I tell you. (laughs) Okay, after this story, I will. The company did not provide any other details about how often its red-haired mascot makes appearances and how that will change. The burger changed decision to come... (laughs) What? Oh, we've lost Heather. I'm just thinking that Ronald McDonald now has security guards (laughs) taking him everywhere. (laughs) Personal bodyguards for Ronald McDonald. He turns up in a limousine and five huge guys come out with earpieces in him. And glasses. Yeah. Yeah. Ronald McDonald's gone to open a new McDonald's. He's gone to a kid's baseball game. They're ushering him in. Yeah. Yeah. God almighty. This is the society in which we're living in. Unbelievable. The burger chain's decision comes after a rash of pranks around the country that have involved eerie clown sightings. The reports have forced police in some areas to respond. There we go. If you wish to see the clown Ronald McDonald story, you can go to our Facebook site. More questions and answers with Adrian Lee. A headline caught my attention this week. It has to go in the round of the strange and the bizarre. The headline reads, Bride lets guests pull down dress and grope her breasts to raise money for honeymoon. A line of people... (sighs) 
got into a queue to grope a bride's breasts so she can afford a honeymoon. This bizarre clip, which was filmed in China, shows men and women paying to touch the bride, apparently so that she and her new husband can pay for their post-wedding trip. Do you rub them for luck or what? The woman. Hmm. You can rub them for luck, apparently. The woman and those groping her appear to pose for pictures as she takes the money and pushes their hands to her chest. Meanwhile, the wedding party continues around them. The first in line in the clip is a woman who spends some time posing for a photo with the bride who is still wearing her wedding outfit. Her dress is pulled down to expose her breasts, which are then manhandled for cash. Next in line is a man who gets even closer when the bride pulls his head down to her chest. That paid for the food for the trip. Finally, another man takes his turn while the bride blows a kiss to the camera. The strange custom is said to take place at weddings in China and other parts of Asia. You may now kiss the bride. Uh, Does anybody want to rub anything? I fancy a weekend in Boston. Anyone want to rub anything? In Boston? Not in Boston, oh. in the studio. <laughs> it's paying for my trip to Boston. Why do you want to go to Boston? You can't I don't get. Want to I rub can't. Your boobs. You don't want to rub my boobs. <laughs> you can't get the genie back in the bottle once you've rubbed the lamp. You know that. <laughs> Interestingly enough, the following day, another story caught my eye with the headline. This is exactly what happened the following day. A bride seen in an online video offering the chance to grope her breast for money has been revealed as a tired lady boy. Oh, I love the lady boy. The clip was said to show a bride allowing men and women to touch her in exchange for money towards the honey room. Honey room. <laughs> honey room. <laughs> honey room. <laughs> it now has a new name. Good. To be fair, in my house in the basement, I have a honey room. But it's emerged the video in fact shows Miss B, a 22-year-old entertainer who works in Pattaya in South Thailand. It's the wrong sex and wrong country. That's great journalism right there, isn't it? She was arrested by local police and fined for inappropriate behaviour over the incident, which took place at one of the city's popular Ballyhai pier boat restaurants where I'm sure dumplings in dim sum was on the menu. Miss B claims she usually did not perform anything obscene for tourists, but when the Chinese visitors groped her breasts and asked her for photographs, she let them. She said she was given 46 cents by each tourist. What? As a tip. That turned out not to be nearly enough when she was fined for indecent exposure. The princely sum of $130. How can she be done for indecent exposure when in fact it was a man who took his shirt off? Do you see what I'm saying? It was a man who took his shirt off. He now has the parts that probably had some implants. I see. I see where Mm. we are. But claims that the footage featured a Chinese bride also caused offence in China where public nudity is extremely rare and the bride allowing guests to grope her is not part of the traditional wedding. A place where they throw rice and then the bride and groom actually keep it. We now enter the round we call Not For Your Mother. This is the round you can find in our archive. So well done you for being tech savvy and searching us out on the internet. I hope we don't disappoint you. This is the round where if your mother is of a delicate disposition, Kick if there out. are young children in the room, they need Kick them out. to be removed. Miss Morris, what have you got for me tonight in the round of Not For Your Mother? I have something that might interest you. It all interests me. Everything interests me. I'm interested and interesting. Interesting. This goes along with your last story in The Strange and Bizarre. What, Thai lady boys in China getting their moves out? 
breasts, their breasticles. moobs out. The breasticles. moobs out. Mystic Man claims he can tell a woman's fortune by fondling her breasts in a oh, baffling man. video. If you can get away with it. <laughs> and he did. I always he thought did. about reading arses. I thought that would be a... <laughs> Don't you usually do that? Wow. <laughs> to be fair, I have read Nathan's tarot cards. Oh. I'll be sued. Controversial. Humans have invented some pretty wacky ways of predicting the future over the centuries, but this man might just have found the strangest or the most brilliant, depending, mm. you know. This brief video, apparently posted from China, is said to show an elderly man trying to tell a woman's fortune by cupping her breasts as she looks on, baffled. <laughs> baffled. Hmm. That's all she said. Hmm. Wouldn't it be depressing if, you know, you got the, your... He you, was depressing. You got, That's well, what exactly. was going on. You know, you get, you get them out. And, of course, you're looking at them under the light just to make sure. When you're doing a reading, you want to make sure you're visually Actually, aware. Actually, I've seen the video. He wasn't even looking. He, he wasn't was even just, looking. No, it was, I'm not even looking. I'm not even looking. I'm not even looking. Slapping him. looking. Yeah, I was bopping him about. <laughs> Hang on. Let me read your boobs for you. Here we go. Braille. I, I can't help thinking you're feeling depressed. Very low. I feel oh. as if you're lacking energy. Oh, no. The short clip was posted to video sharing site Myopi and shows the man holding a pair of crutches in his other hand and <laughs> sitting impassively as he puts his hand inside the woman's top. It was, yeah, that's about right, Michelle. <laughs> Fantastic. We've got motions here. We've he, got movements. He appears unmoved by what he sees in the woman's future. <laughs> As she rests her chin on her hand and even looks bored. <laughs> you could do well, this. Do you know, you there, know. Are, there are palmists that will read your fortune on your palm if you put your palm on a scanner or a photocopier. You I am not putting my areoli on a <laughs> freaking scanner. Yeah, I just thought I'd share that. We could post it on more questions no, and answers. No, we can't post it. And it looks people... like a UFO. <laughs> <laughs> There was me saying just moments earlier that nuts and bolts ufology <laughs> doesn't exist anymore. There we go. Right. I can see you're going places. <laughs> <laughs> you're out of this world. <laughs> <laughs> you're going on a journey of sight and sound. Bystanders also seem bemused by the spectacle because he did it in front of people. Captured by a user called Zhao Yawen. Let me read your tits, madam. Oh. I'm going to set up a booth at the Renfest. Are you? Absolutely. Two booths. Two booths. <laughs> <laughs> I've never been so thirsty. I oh. drank all day long. And all day long. <laughs> it's, it's had hundreds of thousands of views. His subject seems both confused and bored by the technique. He's, got his, he's got his knockers, but I think he's doing a good job. Oh, no. The post prompted skeptical responses from commenters. One suggested it might be hard to find customers. And another said, it's just really kinky. It's a Which little it is. A little odd. bit kinky. Branches of divination in China that have been found a more mainstream degree of acceptance include palm reading face reading and astrology and now breast reading yeah. what's Coming next in. you're going to be lucky with money look out for the number eight oh. lady business readings lady business readings 
the lotus flower. Why don't you try that at Renfest? <laughs> oh, God. Right, because have you seen the people walking around at Renfest? We know. were. <laughs> <laughs> have you seen the people walking around at Renfest? I don't want to do hairy grape readings either. What are you on? What pla- Am I even here in the room? <laughs> Grapple the plums. See if I'm going on holiday this year. I don't know. Have you had a sausage yet? (laughs) Can you read my sausage? (laughs) The road is long. Michelle, what have you got for me tonight in the round of Not For Your Mother? Buckley Pastor's accidentally risque church sign causes unholy commotion. Oh, no. Spelling mistakes. A red-faced pastor said he had no idea of the innuendo surrounding the term spit or swallow Oh! when he put up a sign outside his Buckley church. Oh, good. I bet he got pointed out to him pretty quickly, mm-hmm. though. Mm-hmm. Reverend Bob Marshall, who is originally from Indiana in the United States. Well, Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> placed a board outside the Ebenezer Baptist Chapel Excellent. on Brunswick Road saying... Forgiveness is swallowing when you want to spit. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Praise the Lord. I think that's is in that Exodus. Is that something you can get behind? <laughs> I don't know. I'm finding it hard to <laughs> swallow. <laughs> Let me chew on it for a little bit. I'll think about it. Oh, God. Yuck. <laughs> I don't mind talking about it, but you don't want it rammed down your throat here. <laughs> But it wasn't until a parishioner explained the sexual connotations of the message on this side. She's not been allowed to go back. Yeah, she's not been allowed in the congregation. (laughs) That he realized it was a double entendre. Reverend Marshall said, When I put that sign out, I had no idea what it meant over here. Forgiveness is what it's all about. What do you mean over here? He's British. Would you like Is he really? Yeah, that's a common phrase in Britain. Spit or swallow? swallow? (laughs) (laughs) Really? Would you like a double entendre now or shall I give you one later? (laughs) One lady said she didn't even see the word forgiveness. (laughs) (laughs) Didn't didn't get that far. (laughs) Never saw it. Wasn't there. It's obvious to me what I meant, but I never it never really entered my mind it had another meaning. Reverend Marshall, who has lived in Buckley for 30 years, joked that there was some divine intervention when the British inter- interpretation of the sign's meaning became apparent. The Lord helped me take it down because the wind blew it over, he said. <laughs> and then a big bolt of lightning come <laughs> down. There was a plague of frogs and I had boils for a week. The Lord works in mysterious ways. I should cocoa. The intention is to be hard-hitting, and I want people to think it's real stuff. His chapel is famous for its eye-catching signs. I'm sure. He said we get a lot of attention. We have had numerous people stop and tell us that they like our signs. I'm sure. This week's offering reads, Honk if you love Jesus. Text while driving if you want to meet him. Nice. Yeah. Oh. Or or someone worse. (laughs) (laughs) Local counselor Carol Ellis said that the signs were a well-known feature of the Buckley life. There can't be much going on in Buckley is what I'm suggesting. There's probably a bowls club and probably women meet every Thursday Mm. to talk about jam. What's a bowls club? Bowls. Bowls. Crown green bowls where you roll the jack and try and get the balls closest as possible. Like bocce ball kind of. Oh, I thought you said balls club. Balls club. (laughs) 
I bought you a one-year membership to the Balls of the Year Club. The ball, balls of the Month Club. Balls, balls of the Month Club. First month's ginger. Oh. <laughs> Cancel my subscription. You got to Balls of the Month Club. Asking if he would be taking advice from his parishioners on future signs wording, Reverend Marshall said, I sure will. <laughs> Balls of the, the month, month Club. I think we hey, should let's start, start that. Yay! I'm going to do Squatch Balls. Squatch Great. Balls. Nice. Yep. I want Bald Balls. You want Bald bold Balls of the Month Club. I was thinking of the month. It can be October. Yeah. October. What, when the leaves fall off the trees. I see where we are. A virgin bride is alleged to have battered her soccer-playing husband on their honeymoon after seeing his penis for the first time. Nombo uh. Madiyibi, 32, ended up in hospital with his head covered in bandages after his attempts to get intimate with his wife went terribly wrong. <laughs> Having decided to abstain from sex until marriage... This is a soccer player, right? I'm just checking. The unnamed wife got a bit of a shock when she first saw her husband's hairy, scary cucumber. He only had a cucumber? Well, the green was certainly a surprise. (laughs) Battered hubby reportedly goes by the nickname Anaconda after his soccer teammates saw his genitals in the changing room. Surely Uh. there's a clue right there if he gets introduced to you as here's my mate. Anaconda. Maybe it's she not, thought it was a name. Um, yeah. It's not because he eats Anna. rodents and small deer, is it? Anna. It's Anna. Anaconda. 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 <laughs> How a woman's mind works is always a surprise, isn't it? In an interview with the Daily Star, the South African sportsman said all was well and she enjoyed the foreplay, which basically consisted of him saying, brace yourself. But uh, all hell broke loose the moment I took off my underwear. As the foreplay became more intimate and the last layers of clothing came off, his wife reacted in horror, bit his ear and squeezed his private parts. He continued, before I knew it, she knocked me over the head with a bottle of wine, attempted to suffocate me with a red and white teddy bear that I'd bought for her as a gift. She went, she flipped it. The screaming soon woke other guests at the newlyweds bed and breakfast in Coffee Bay, South Africa. Nice. And the pair ended up taking different buses to get home buses buses despite her exaggerated reaction his wife has downplayed the incident she explained he has a big penis long like a cucumber and hairy like a scary kind of bush (laughs) (laughs) when did bushes become scary Okay. When George got elected. There you go. Nice. <laughs> Satire. Way. This year for Halloween, I thought I'd dress up as an Akuba Japonica or even a Forsythia. I think those oh. are the scariest ones. I only slapped him on the cheek. She says she only slapped him on the cheek, but there's photographs of him leaving the hospital with bloodied bandages hanging off of his head. The pair have decided to attend marriage counseling sessions instead of involving the police in their bedroom issues Uh. he said i've only heard of penis enlargement and not penis shrinking well he should have been on the same dates i've had in the past well all good things come to an end so let us look at tonight's scores in last place with the k2 meter and the dead batteries michelle who scored a resplendent four in second place i'm on five and heather has 
this week's winner of yeah, Londonary splendidly fabulous and amazing $33,000 IR camera. Are you joking? I know. Let's it actually happened. Down. You do it enough times and you come through Is at it the Is it my end. birthday? Do not fear, listener. Remember, I am back with a whole new bunch of stories next week at the same time. And I would love for you to join me for a fun and informative journey through the world of the paranormal, strange, intriguing, bizarre, and weird. Please tell your friends and family about the show and feel free to contact me anytime via my Facebook site. More questions and answers with Adrian Lee. Or you can follow my Twitter account at Adrian underscore Lee underscore tips. And remember, we now do an extra 20 to 25 minutes of the show in a round called Not for your mother that we can't read out live on air for fear of being removed or getting a hefty fine that will be available on soundcloud.com if you search for mqta radio my gratitude and greatest thanks are extended to lorna hunter heather morris Tom drainer michelle corey nathan bush and all at the international paranormal society interparanormal.net and all of the show's sponsors including the lakes area paranormal interest group and mufon of minnesota it just remains for me to say thank you for listening and remember be interested and interesting good night